Hello, 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 and welcome to Aficionado. It's your host, Ryan. Guys, this episode is so great because it's not just me you're having to listen to. You're going to get to listen to Stitch Bob and Tim from the Mingo Discord. Stitch Bob created the Yieldlings and the Mingos, and Tim created the Linglings and the Rug series. Beautiful Rug series. I have a few Afghans and a couple Persians and a uh, NGMI or two. Really love it. These guys were great. I'm not the best interviewer in the world, and it was especially challenging to interview two people at once, and they are just so awesome. They carried it so well, and it really just, after re- after recording this at first, I wanted to just re-record the whole thing, and after listening to it, I'm just, it would be a waste to not have this episode go live. We're going to, so there's a lot of valuable content in this, but there's also a door left open for plenty of episodes to come, and I'm really excited for this. So here it is, guys. Stitch Bob and Tim, the creators of the best community in Algorand. I hope you enjoy. Oh, and we referenced this cheese conversation way too many times. And so so that the listeners didn't feel left out, I went and had and stapled it onto the end of this podcast. So you guys get to hear the whole cheese conversation in all its glory. Enjoy. So really kicking it off, I wanted to, uh, I, I'm kind of, this is the first interview I've done in this podcast. So full disclosure, I wanted to kind of start things off with, or I'm sorry, I didn't want to put like a very fine script to it. At first I thought about sending you guys like questions and stuff. And I was like, me and these guys talk all the time and we get along so easily that I feel like we could just kind of go with the flow and it'd be great. Really bad example to start the podcast with the cheese thing, but we're going to. I probably wouldn't have read the questions. No, not on purpose. Just. You're, you made the right call. <laughs> I live for Tim's affirmation, so I appreciate that. <laughs> so um, you guys came together in this project, and I think when people show up to the Discord, the Mingo Discord, they kind of show up, and they sometimes assume I'm the a part of the project in some way. Like I made something, and I didn't. I haven't made anything. And they always think, I think, that you guys really started this from the ground you know from ground zero as and it was intended for you guys to do this together and it to come up and do the shrimp thing so give me the origin story of tim and stitch and how this all came together who's gonna go on this one stitch (laughs) Stitch, tim's eating lasagna he's eating his very important shredded cheese um yeah i'm trying to think like it's it's quite hard to pin down because you know, everyone gets stuck in NFT time. And like, I, I, feel, I feel like the timeline's kind of like falling away from me all the time anyway. Um, but it happened from the Yieldling Telegram group. And Tim, quite early on, I think he showed some like early concepts of a baby Yieldling, just kind of like for fun. I think, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, Tim, but you worked on that like early, early, right? Yeah, it was within like the first week or so. Maybe yeah, and like, after like the first giveaways. Yeah, like the, the first version you did like a, um, it was like a vector art kind of stuff. Yeah, and it was just, yeah, I did do a vector art that was separate. Um, and then when the Yielding Telegram was taking off, I did uh, just the initial version of like a baby Yielding. Um, and that was really received. And I didn't really think about making a project out of it um, until far later with a lot of encouragement. 
So yeah, but we kind of felt like it was like a good thing, like if like because Tim, like we we chatted loads anyway. I loved the artwork that Tim was doing, and it just felt like a good idea if there was going to be like some sort of project to kind of follow on yieldlings. Like if Tim did it because he was already kind of creating this cool stuff. Um, and yeah, we kind of just we got chatting quite naturally, really. Like it wasn't yeah, it wasn't a plan or anything. So backtrack a little bit before that, you talk about you guys are on TG and TG is Telegram, which I'm not, I, I have in Telegram for a few things, but I honestly, I don't understand Telegram. It, to me, it just feels like texting or something. Um, it, but I guess I've also heard that in Discord, things are much more, there's almost too compartmentalized where you feel like you're missing out on certain conversations. Anyway. Yeah, there's a, there was a definitely... So I only got onto Telegram because I got into investing in Yieldly, and that was the only place to go to their official channel. And then they had like an unofficial price chat, and so I was on there for those two things. And then the NFT stuff all blew up. But I was really just watching Yieldly and the price chat stuff for a long time. I didn't have Telegram before that, really, because that was the first like crypto group that I joined, even though there's a lot of like channels and stuff for crypto stuff on Telegram. So yeah, it like it pulled me over from like Reddit. Yeah. I think I was like doing like a lot of the research of algorithm stuff on Reddit. And then yeah, Yieldly launched and the only social channel they had was their Telegram. So how did this how does this how do these yieldlings happen? What what were you what was stitched doing sitting like what were you doing when you were sitting around and you're like I should make these pixeled flamingos just to be fun sell them for four a you know and and it's obviously blown up way bigger and now to the optics of new people even me who's I've only been around a few months it looks like this has been an established thing for years honestly it doesn't look like it's just been as you've told me the last year you know. Yeah, like it was, um, yeah, like we were in this telegram, telegram chat, telegram, <laughs> something else. I'll edit that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were in the, in the TG chat and there was just like loose conversation, I think, about making like avatars for people. Like the original idea was to make different avatars depending on like how much yieldly you held. Because we were talking a lot about like, you know, the mechanics of staking, like it was all like everyone kind of just like learning on like how the rewards worked and all that sort of stuff. So we were kind of, it's like a mix of people talking and we were just like opening, discussing, making like an avatar kind of project. And I, I mean, I'd been interested in NFTs um, since like earlier in the year, like I was looking and buying some stuff off like Matthias Trinley on Reddit and stuff when he was like selling for like half an hour ago each or something crazy um and yeah it kind of just felt like this like fun thing to try out at first and that's when i started making them and i minted 69 of them to give away to like all the admins and the people that had been chatting with in the in the telegram group and then like that first week of just like learning how to min and like distribute them was it was like so much chaos and it was like you know like a lot of that was just me learning as well just like the whole mechanics of 
even just like adding an asset and making sure like the other person's added the asset. Like so many people that we kind of gave, or I gave those NFTs out to, that was like their first NFT. Like most yeah. people hadn't on our ground, hadn't at that point um, really kind of been involved in the marketplace much. And how long ago would you say just kind of rough guess that when that was, when these kind of avatars are made out or made up and you ended up giving Zoe a 69 yieldly yieldlings to... it was like july so like it's not even that oh, yeah. far like, oh my july, god august time frame so if yeah. you think about the trajectory we've been on from july until now six months from now i mean who knows what this could look like right yeah i mean that's the crazy thing like back back then it was just like it was so many things like that happen now like every day that was just like not happening at all and in, in the ecosystem there wasn't like multiple projects launching all the time like you say like i started listing them at like four algos um whereas like now like you know a 10 algo project is probably considered quite cheap kind of thing yeah, yeah i think so i think if something's 10 algos it could be i think we were joking the other day about like a two by two pixel project and if it was 10 algos i might jump on it especially if it was instant shuffle but I do think it's crazy how quickly things move here. You, the instant shuffle is a good example. It feels like that was months ago to me, and it, it was a couple of weeks. And we're yeah. moving so quickly that when people get, I think it's really easy for people to get discouraged right now, just with the price where it's at and the things the way they are. But six months ago, you guys were you were you were I mean, handing out yieldlings at a dollar or something like that for Algo when we started. Yeah, it's good for you guys, but for newbies like me who bought in at like 165, we're like you know, <laughs> a little nerve-wracked right now. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. We didn't know I we were buying a stable it. coin. That's how I felt when uh, Yieldly went from, uh, when it launched on MEXC, <laughs> we were moving the wrong way. I, I bought in Yieldly early enough that it still wasn't a problem, but I definitely like, I had created the... US dollar coin liquidity pool for Yieldly. And like, I, for some reason, mixed up the time that it was going to launch on Mix C by two hours. So, like, I was like, oh, the price is dropping a bit. I'm going to buy some more, expecting it to pump when it goes on Mix C. But it was dropping because it was dumping on Mix C. And I didn't know it had launched already. Wow. <laughs> so, that one was, that was a rough, rough uh, couple, couple bucks there. But, I was still very positive from just getting in early enough, which is like, and with staking, there's, it's almost impossible to be negative if you just leave it there. Yeah. That's what I would tell people. Like everybody's trying to play when they're trying to play when to get into choice and when to pull out a choice. And I was like, dude, your, your staking rewards right now are compensating for your losses. So why would you not just try to hang? Yeah. Tight? Like I, I didn't buy in at a great time, but I bought into a pool that's still like over 10,000 APY. <laughs> Which is like, I can insane. leave that for 40 days and I will be probably break even at worst. I sent that to my friends who all make fun of me for being into NFTs and stuff. And they were like, there's no way that's a scam. And I was like, it's not. I don't know. I can, I, but it makes sense to me. I can't explain to you why something has 25,000 APY. It's, it's, it's bonkers just because to not, me. I mean, they had a certain amount they wanted to put in that pool for people to get interested. And they were smart about it and they put a good amount into it so it could have good apy but the thing is like it should equalize out but enough not enough people are signing up so the people who do sign up just get a shit ton 
yeah, there's crazy. the demand's not there, I guess. Or people just think it's good. They don't understand that they're compensating for those losses. Whatever. More for me and Tim. The, uh, did y'all hear these, uh, this latest rumor today that Akita sent a whole lot of coins <laughs> to Yieldly? I, I did see that. But I don't know. Like, they've already messed up a couple times. I don't know if I want to, like, if I FOMO in, no one else should because every time I do that, it, uh, things tank. That's exactly how I feel. I warn people that I'm buying something so they know to sell. Every time you I show, you show out your warning, didn't you, when you bought Choice? And that was like the next day, it was down 80%. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I was like, I'm doing it, guys. This is all your fault. <laughs> It did go, to be fair, it did go up like 20% after I bought it. I just didn't sell when it went up 20%. You know, the funny thing about Choice is I saw Choice a couple months ago on Reddit, and I was like, this is great. This is a great idea. And now they've unfortunately kind of been labeled as the shit coin, for, which is weird because it's it's an actual, it has utility. It's like a, it's like a smart person coin, right? It's like a, they're trying yeah. to solve like democracy or something. Yeah, it's way smarter than me, but there's some voting or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I would just like do. I feel bad for the devs of Smile. Like, I feel bad and I don't. Like, they didn't properly audit their stuff. But yeah, now their coin's really. Cool. Oh, the Smile coin. Oh, Smile's yeah, gone they... crap. Yeah, with all the. Yeah, they really have to do something amazing to, to pull out of that problem that they created. The, uh, the episode I or recorded. Or just wait until, you know, NFT time passes them by and everyone forgets that Smile coin dumped. From an exploit so like two two weeks time yeah two weeks they, they should what be you, fine what are you guys even talking about right now i don't even know what you're talking about you don't there was a uh, exploit in the smile coin no that was a, that was an nft time joke i'm sorry that was bad <laughs> thank you you're welcome <laughs> i was trying to i was trying to get goldfish memory that's a bad interviewer i should never interrupt, interrupt you know gold, goldfish actually have pretty good memories well, it's I would not, never. The whole three seconds thing is not true. I would How never be able that? to. Like, you can't. <laughs> I mean, you can see if they remember, remember where food is and things like that. You like show it a picture, and you're like, "What picture did I just show you?" And you're like, "This goldfish can't even talk." You can like hide. You can like hide food in the same place every day, and if it goes and checks it, like that's not a three second memory. Oh, that's. So there's that... like ways to do it. I think I heard that Definitely. before, but I already forgot that that was that. They could do that. So you're the you're the real goldfish. I'm the the goldfish. You're telling old goldfish. They're like you know humans. Yeah. And if she's are perfect for you, <laughs> they really are. I'm like this is a great animal NFT. I haven't seen these before. Oh look, a flamingo. Yeah, I need a flamingo NFT. I don't have any. Yeah. Um. So, how do you how do you guys think? Where do you guys see us in three months? Where do you think? Do you think we're all gonna, we're going to be on Discord and all these different Discords forever? I really feel like eventually we have to figure out something different. I mean, it's working think, right now. Yeah, I, I, think like we've, I feel like everyone's got like Discord fatigue pretty heavy right now, and I think, um, I think like the the majority of projects are going to start um, doing their own shuffles and their own releases from their own website, kind of like what Kispitz is doing, kind of what Pixel Guys did. Yeah, but now that you can do like a powered by Rand's shuffle, and you can do like an instant shuffle, I think you can embed yeah. those as well. Now, like, yeah, that's um, what I mean by the powered by Rand, embed them. You yeah, so the it's right going to be quite easy for people to do a launch, and it kind of like the reason it all came kind of came to Discord was because the shuffle and the bots and like it helped kind of 
get that like distribution out properly. It helped for a while until people yeah. started just limiting the amount they were releasing every week. And the demand wasn't there. And I don't know. I got really annoyed with the Discord shuffles. I still signed up for them, but I was annoyed by them. Yeah, I saw you enter 20 into one, so or 10 or 100, 100. I bought well that was that's the ones that don't have limits. I don't mind aping into certain projects. So I like aped in hard on Mingo and then Algo the Owls project. Um those are the two that really didn't have limits that I just went ham on. Um obviously that played out pretty well for me on Mingo. Um Algo the Owl, unfortunately, he released and then the market dipped. And so I did sell a couple things to, I, I, but I don't think I made all my money back. But now I have a lot of owls and I was planning to keep a lot anyway. So it's not a big deal. Yeah, I think those are long term. I mean, those are just going to be sought after once everything rebounds anyway. I think I have quite yeah. a few owls and they're He's just doing a lot really... too, to try to engage and, and add some value to his collection. Yeah. And yeah I, the I, traits... I think he's because he, he kind of came out like swinging with that collection, right? Like he kind of, yeah, no one was really expecting it. And then all of a sudden he had this um, like really great looking 2000 piece project. And it was like really good rewards for the previous holders and stuff. So like I can see him, you know, working really hard. And... Yeah, I was, I was pretty, he made the right choice. He disappeared completely <laughs> after finishing his first project and then just finished what he wanted to do before appearing again. It yeah. feels like dangerous in NFT space, but it really worked out for him, I think. Yeah, there was no- They made a really good product. No roadmap about it or anything. It was just like these sweet owls with tons of traits. I mean, so many, I, I see yeah. owls all the time where I'm like, what is that? Yeah, he really did make a huge amount of traits. So yeah, It's kind of funny because I think a lot of people that talk to me on like Twitter or other things that are creators, they worry about like taking a break or like stepping away. And I'm like, I mean, I didn't do that on purpose, but I've had like, my son has been sick off and on for like a month and a half with like different things from daycare. And like, so I unintentionally took a lot of breaks from creating. And I just noticed like, no one really minds that much. Like there's other stuff going on. No one's paying that much attention to you. Um, if people like your work, they're still gonna pay attention when you come back and, you know, make a difference. So I think just uh, in case any creator is worried about, you know, losing momentum, if you're making something good, I wouldn't worry about it. So that brings me to my next thing here. If let's just say you have a new creator that approaches you and they say, how do I get started? What should I do? What would be your best, you know, without going like the weeds of the process, what's like your best advice for getting to 100% done with what you want to do. <laughs> Don't ask me. Ask Stitch Bob. He is, he's actually finished release. I guess I finished releasing rugs, but <laughs> Stitch Bob. He's got, he's got two projects that are done. Yeah. I mean, you know, you've done the rugs twice already. <laughs> I did. I, I finished your, two projects. Your Lingling Instant Shuffle sold out in like three minutes. I mean, that's pretty amazing. It's 65 seconds. I checked the chain. <laughs> well, you didn't have to correct me on that, but okay. It feels good, uh, okay. How many seconds? <laughs> 65, 65 seconds. total, yeah. 65.37 seconds. <laughs> we couldn't wait four more seconds. I, I was really I was really like, how fast did that sell out? Because I was like blown away by it. I was like, I need to know exactly how fast. This is insane. It's unbelievable. I, I couldn't believe how quick the percent was dropping because I, I was there like when it started and I was 
I was just ready to start clicking and like buy as many as I could in the time. So we got the first one and it had dropped like 40% on the, <laughs> the time the transaction had processed. Yeah. And I tried I to buy I... the second one and then I got an error because I'm on the wallet cap kind of on the edge of it. And yeah. By the time I looked away to try and like delete some assets, the whole thing yeah. was gone. I was like, oh. Yeah, I, I actually, I didn't, I thought I messed up the number because when I updated the price, I was like, oh, did I mess up the price? And I went to check and the percentage was at like 80% immediately. And it's like, oh, okay, but the price is right. But this percent, maybe I messed up the number. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I just kept refreshing and it was gone. You just nailed it, man. The uh, yeah. DTC, I think his name's Ted. He, uh, mm -hmm. he went to the Ling Ling channel and he was like, man, I, I, I thought that the Ling Ling shuffle today was today and I panicked. <laughs> and it was nine minutes before it was starting. And I was like, no, dude, yeah, it's today. It's in nine minutes. And he was just gone. Yeah. And I, and I was like, all right, I'll grab you one. So I committed in like an oral, yeah. an oral agreement, a written agreement here to, you know, make up for his mistake that he just bailed on the whole discord. <laughs> and, um, the freaking, I'm so mad. Cause I wanted to get three. Well, I wasn't that mad, but I wanted to get three Ling Lings originally. And, uh, I got his third one. I got to number three and it was empty. And I was like, I did not yeah. expect that, but I still was a, you know, a bro and gave him the, the one I promised him, but it was unbelievable how fast it emptied out. And especially when there's a lot of projects right now, Tim, where you go to their shuffle and it's taking some time for the shuffle to empty out just because I was, yeah, I was market. really, I think I told a couple of people, I was like, I was expecting these to sit based on the market heat. Especially because it's like, I mean, I don't know. I, I just really did not expect them to go at 50 algo, even with like, you know, 7% going to charity and stuff like that. Uh, so that, yeah, just overall the support of people in the community and as a whole kind of shocked and blew me away Yeah. on that. I had to get up and walk around multiple times and just kind of leave the computer it was like what what just happened yeah it's probably surreal but especially when you've had put all that work in with your kid you know being in out yeah. of sickness and you really get to see that come to fruition i'm sure it's special um yeah. and then we invest in choice <laughs> we can leave that part out you're you're <laughs> no 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 <laughs> You should have Everyone invested in is Akita. <laughs> we should have we should have invested in Akita. This is what I'm going to start doing when people when nobody's talking about something that was talked about two weeks ago. I'm just going to invest in it because that seems to be. That means that I, today you invest in choice. I looked at Akita this morning as well. Not be before the kind of the yield news broke. Someone was talking. Yeah. No, I was talking to Squirrel last night, and he was talking about like how you know Akon had dropped a bit, like Akita had fallen off. So I checked the like Akita chart, and I was like, oh, it's kind of like. It looked like the last like one or two weeks was just kind of like a flat, you know, just like mm -hmm. sitting on the floor somewhere at like 0 0.002. And then, yeah. I'm going to see. The I rest put, is right, history. Right before this, I put in some, uh, I bought some Akita. Let's see what I'm looking at here. Let's see if I, if I'm wrong to. I mean, I think you're, you're probably better at timing it. Me? No, I'm terrible at timing it. Nope. I'm. <laughs> I'm still, still at the down. same, I guess in two hours, I shouldn't expect too much movement, but <laughs> I, I really expect it to be parabolic this instant. When I buy something, I'm not trying to make 10% in four so, hours. 200% today. Yeah. I'm trying to make like, I'm trying to double my money in 10 minutes and go and buy something. 
That's the goal. Yeah. I'm very impatient. Everything I don't put into Yieldly, I either take out immediately for like regular bills or stuff, or I uh, go, okay, I'm going to be a complete degen about this and try to like double or nothing. I, uh, and if, I, if I don't like double my money, I pretty much either just leave it or I wait and sell it for Yieldly. And then that just stays in Yieldly forever. This is like the epitome of my experience in trading. I, this, I'm on my like fourth swing trade out of Yieldly because Algorand has been so much more volatile, which makes sense. It's on Coinbase and whatnot. And I was like, all right, Algorand's at 150. It's never going to go lower than this. So I'll just trade oh, out of no. Yieldly into Algorand. And then Algorand was like, laughing at me yeah as it plummeted down to 125 and every week in my like i've only i've only done this podcast for a couple weeks but every week i'm like hey uh guys hang in there it's gonna go up and then it goes down so i'm really i'm like the super mush and that's a gambling I'm always really happy about yieldy as a stable coin <laughs> i'm okay with it when it goes up i'm really happy but I'm even happier when I see where the price settles. So being at 0.18 around 0.2, I'm still very happy with that. Yeah. Versus I, I'm also super stoked that it's finally really split in price movement from Algo. Yeah, um, it does in its a own positive thing. way. Yeah. And the potential there is I, I think all of us agree that eventually Yieldly has to take off. Same with Algorand. I Algorand, it seems like every week they have some. They have some partnership they've come out with and it never moves the price. Yeah. And I, and it doesn't work like a regular crypto is how it feels like it's baffling. And it's always a partnership where I'm like, what the hell is this? Like whoever they're partnering with. And then I look into it and it's some massive thing. That's like you typically like international somehow. And I'm not really familiar with it. And I'm like, Oh great. This we're going to go up to $2. And now I'm just like, we're going to go up to $1. fifty, Hopefully. It just sits there. We're gonna go up to fifty cents. Any Baffling. day. So, I think one uh, obviously one of my favorite parts of our Discord is the shrimp aspect because I one day said, "Hey Tim, can I do sports betting?" And you're like, "Yeah, let's do it." <laughs> Somehow yeah. I created this popcorn lounge where I actually have I have some awesome like people in there that bet every day. They pester me to post bets every day, which is awesome. Um, I thought maybe not very many people would care about it. And guys, do you think we're going to be the next Vegas? <laughs> I'll let Stitch answer that one. <laughs> Can we set we'll up a Caesar's next, Palace? The next Blackpool Pleasure Beach. We could, uh, we could just buy up some land in Montana or something. And, and no, no, no. It into... it, everyone got to buy it in like Cardiff. What's your like, what's your shrimpy volume? on your bets because I, I like i get so lost when i go behind the scenes there when i do the raffles so i've never seen the bet behind the scenes of the of the bets before tell me about i mean it. Are, you, are you are you dealing with thousands of shrimp not thousands but a good amount and the nice thing is if someone loses their bet it's no work for me like when people lose it's great because i just get to skip over their bet and move on you know there's not really <laughs> math because what sucks is when someone 69, I've gotten really good at multiplying 69 by two. But um, some people will be like, oh, I'm going to bet 76 shrimp. And I'm like, okay, that's like 152. And then I have to pay that out. And like just for one bet, you're like, whatever, that's fine. But when a bunch of people don't do 10 or 100 as their bet, 
I'm like, God, how do I double 30, Look, 33? Your teacher <laughs> said you have to use this. She was right. <laughs> she was finally right. She actually, she sat me down at detention and she said, one day there's going to be these things called NFTs and they're going to drop other NFTs. <laughs> wow. called and people are going to want to sports bet with them and you're going to handle that. And you need to know how to double things. <laughs> um, but on the back end, I think it's really not hard. It's not hard to manage. It's not that bad. Um, I'm going to start keeping better track of the bets here pretty soon. Uh, and probably after I come back in January, after my little break, and that way we can start having some sort of weekly competitions or something, but it's not, it's not as, it's not that bad. It's much better than the threads. I, anytime I get annoyed with the app, I just go back to thinking about when we used to bet with the threads and I'm, I'm cool with it. Um, but so as we have, when you look at where we're at right now with yieldlings and mingos and linglings, where does that all kind of, what direction does it all push you for this Gen 3 project? Like, do you feel like your bases are kind of already covered and you have to be super innovative or do you feel like it's safe to just make another Flamingo project? Oh, like, like yeah, I, I think it's, it needs to be like something that innovates or something that kind of does something different or like pushes it forward a touch, even if it's just pushing it forward on like Algorand. Because I, I guess that was the motivation of doing Mingos because we kind of, I was like holding off to have metadata traits and to do like a proper generative project where you would release it like an ETH project and the rarity would be like one of the main factors in terms of the experience, you know, that like sort of pack opening experience and having like all those rarity statistics on chain was like the main sort of driving force between doing that. Because like yieldlings, I created that week by week. I was kind of talking to people in the community, like adding traits as I went. Um, and the drop was kind of like staggered. Like it started off like dropping like around 80 or 100 a week. And it, I sort of tweaked it depending on like how much I got done that week. Um, so I think like the next thing, like Gen 3, um, possibly like if there's like a smart contract NFT by the end of the quarter, it'd be quite cool to do something with that. And also just like, yeah, I've drawn a lot of flamingos already. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm interested in trying to like, yeah, like I want to do something different. Like in the same universe, like the same world that we've kind of created. But you want to do uh, mutant mingos? <laughs> just That's a zombie. Thing. Just go, the thing just, is just do the, a, the, uh, you need to do a The smart thing would probably be doing mutant flamingos probably because like people know it, like, they would expect it. Yeah, yeah they would expect it. It'd be, it'd be like a safe sort of thing to do, I think. Just go yeah. on this this African pilgrimage to take pictures think, of flamingos. Stitch, I think what we should do is we should just uh, skip the first profile and do a collab on mutant shrimp. <laughs> just skip the first shrimp uh, cartoon profiles. Go straight to the second. Wait, it's we just can, like, can, can hand-drawn hand mutant shrimp. Yeah, hand-drawn mutant shrimp. Tim, why don't do you do mutant everything? What's, your, what's, the, what's the story no, behind mutant the stuff? Whole, uh, you don't know uh, mutant apes? No, I'm not super. I'm okay. like so tunnel vision with Algorand. Tell us about the mutant apes. Okay, so there's Bored Ape Yacht Club. Right. And then there's the Mutant Ape Yacht Club, which was an airdrop to Bored Ape Yacht Club holders, oh, which gotcha. basically, if I recall correctly, it like took the traits that they had 
and then use that to determine what their mutant ape would look like. Well, that's pretty cool. Is yeah, that not cool. Yeah. That was, I mean, that was just, that was a rad thing that they did was that they like every single trait was a mutated version. So like, if you had your bingo and it had like the shades and a paper hat on, like you would get the mutated version of those exact traits. So you kind of had your NFT that was, and you kept your original and you kind of got this new one. That's so, what I've kind of guessed that Gen 3 will look like without talking to you guys about it or knowing anything of that, actual That's why value. it's the obvious thing, which is why my joke about the mutant shrimp, because you don't have a first shrimp to actually base the traits off of. That's hilarious. Yeah, no, I think what you're saying is awesome. You should make the mutant ones first and then make the normal ones second. And then people can find out what their normal one would have looked like. See, that's what mutant cats have done. So that's been done too. Dang it. <laughs> I'm so unoriginal. We're no good. <laughs> well, I've kind of assumed that, you know, Gen 3 Flamingos will be like some different animal, but all the yeah, same traits that we I, I mean, there's so much stuff that's just been done already. So it's, it's pretty damn hard to be like, come up with like something original. Mm -hmm. So... Like, for instance, like you could do a companion or a pet, which is where that was like the first board ape project was that the kennel club. So everyone had an ape, got a dog. Um, you could do like environments. There's like, there's like so many different things you can do that doesn't have to be like a direct derivative. Of yeah. That, I mean. Do you guys ever feel like you're kind of stuck going a certain way now? Like you've created this trajectory and you can't, like you almost wish maybe you've done i don't know donkeys or something or something different and you're kind of like okay this is what we're doing this is what the, give the people what they want like tim uh, tim i've seen some of your artwork like your IRL artwork and i think it's great and i think it should be tokenized um and so we can buy it but do you ever feel like people just see you as this ling ling guy and I rug think guy I think people do see me as like a pixel artist um, and that's fine. And I don't mind like making class. Like the thing is, I don't mind doing other projects between it, but I think for as far as like Mingo and, and Ling Ling and Yielding and stuff goes, I'm actually really happy with where I've settled there just because it would be really annoying to be managing my own discord. <laughs> like, as a whole, fair. like managing it with two people is, is, you know, takes a lot of time and energy already. I, I think doing it by myself or even with just a couple community people, I don't know. Like this is, this just feels better. Yeah. So I don't regret that portion though. No. But what if you and, tokenize, like you showed me this beautiful picture you have of this bird <clears throat> you said was from your grandma's house growing up. What if you tokenize that as an NFT, someone bought it and then they just go, Hey, Tim. How much shrimp does this drop? See, I wouldn't do that because that's the same reason I don't drop shrimp for rugs. Like if it's separate, it's separate, you know, I, but wouldn't I that get, be insulting? Like your hard work? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's all the same. Art, I don't think I'd be insulted by it. Okay. But I think like, a lot of people that do like fine art and photography and stuff, like I can kind of totally see the frustration when that stuff doesn't get the sort of traction or like the attention it deserves. Like, I mean, there's like 90% of the stuff that you buy on, dark room where you you kind of like you know it's like a one-off yeah. special piece you could tell someone spent like 10 tens of 12 hours on that piece of artwork 
and they can't, you know, they it might not sell for like 200 algos or something. Whereas you'll have like a generative pixel art yeah. project. And like me and Tim know because we made Shrimp Game, it's like a thousand piece, one of ones. Um, and it, we went through lots of different versions. We did take care in terms of designing it and, and, and making the traits. But at the same time, like it didn't take particularly long to kind of create that collection. No, and this, I said the same thing about rugs before. Like generative collections are just not as time consuming as traditional art. Um, you know, the initial creation of the stuff is, you know, it takes a while, but once you do it, you get so many more pieces for your work and the time put in. Like rugs alone is like, you know, 48 hour all nighter for rugs too. <laughs> Probably a total of like 24 to 48 hours for rugs one. And that's, that's like 69 layers, maybe, I mean, maybe even spent less time, you know, um, 69 layers between the two projects with, no, 69 layers for the first one and then another for the second. So about, you know, 150, 160. It's really not bad um, time-wise, comparatively. Mm. I, I think I equate that. I don't know. The best Compared to like that oil too painting. Is, yeah. Right. In music, people are always like, like I always mess with my friends that are drummers. I'm like, you know, my drum machine is way better than anything you can do. Cause I can hit like 10 different things at once and you can only hit three. And yeah. it's how terribly long, insulting. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like how, how long did uh, Mingo's stuff take you to draw a stitch? Uh, it took about six weeks, I think. And that was quite intense, like drawing every day. Yeah. So it did take a while, but I started drawing that um, before I finished um, yeah. yielding. So I remember like that. Because I was trying to like... Um, well, and so that's know. the thing. If I was doing a profile picture project, and any card, sort of cartoon aspect, I would definitely be taking more time. I think the nice thing about rugs in specific is I was specifically making it just this kind of a throwaway project to test something out. So I yeah. wasn't super worried about getting everything right. And I, I limited my palette just from the start. And that made it a lot faster to like, can I do this, yes or no, and get yeah, to that yeah. point with all the props. I mean, that, that's also like a point on like shrimp game and why that took not massive amount of time because we yeah purposely... we specifically said no we're not we're doing low traits yeah it's going to be a low trait piece because it's going to end up with well in theory it was going to end up with one left so it didn't really matter yeah um, the reception serious. to that also surprised me a lot well people seem to I mean, love you know, the artwork I... it's, it's, it's just yeah because i like, i knew i liked it but everyone going crazy over it was like oh okay i guess it is good <laughs> You never yeah, know what to think when you when you work on it. How yeah, how do you feel about doing a low trait project like that and then literally having to beg not I mean you guys did a good job of not begging people. I wouldn't say beg, but really people not wanting like they were like, why would I give this up? This is a great piece, you know, when y'all were trying to get them back. It's annoying. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think I was the one that was probably like more beggy. <laughs> or like more I, more upset more upset that we couldn't do it. I would plan uh, yeah. to do it because I really wanted to see it kind of get whittled down to this one winner and the collection be this like super scarce. And I think it's created more annoyance for us elsewhere too, that because now anyone who sent theirs in that loses them, sometimes we get that occasional person who's like, I shouldn't have sent it in. And it's like, 
Yeah, like the, I mean, I guess a decision got made, right? Yeah, <laughs> like that's like saying I shouldn't have bought a lottery ticket. <laughs> like, and I think, like me personally, I knew if I kept it, it'd probably be worth much more than my shot at the grand prize. Um, just because the odds are slim for the prize, obviously, but. It's definitely it, so. I get that some people wanted to hold on to it. I can understand that, but I think it's but, it's funny that you make you make these. Stitch makes these yieldlings as like these avatars for just yieldly, and you make these rugs just to test out Rand Forge, and then y'all make these shrimp just for this game, and people can't get enough of your pieces, no matter how dumbed down y'all try to make them. <laughs> you guys, you guys. Obviously, you put you know work into your your actual projects, and those are great. And we all like, clearly we you know bought them out. But the fact that y'all can just throw something together over a week or two, being silly and it's super successful, it's pretty crazy. Well, shrimp game, it, we, we're trying to have a lot of fun with it. Like we really we love the concept of it, and and like we're probably like downplaying the sort of care that we put into the artwork. We did go backwards and forwards for like. <laughs> It was hand drawn at first, and it was pixel, and it was like pixel three quarter profile. Like we didn't yeah. care about. Like, we went how through it a lot, multiple like, design iterations, but we didn't focus on making a lot of traits. We focused on getting the actual first design right. Yeah, and it was more about also like for shrimp game. It was more about the concept and having this like mass deflationary collection. Yeah. So, so like my, for I'm us, it was, like, it was fun to mess around with the fact that you could send out a thousand NFTs and then you can kind of claw 900. Yeah, it's it's kind back. of the celebrating what you can do on Algorand that's really hard or expensive elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's amazing. And I, I don't want it to, I don't want to discredit the work y'all put into rugs and the shrimps and stuff. I wasn't saying y'all didn't do anything. It's just, it, I, I, it feels like there wasn't this pressure for success you know what i'm saying like there is for the linglings and the and the mingos um yeah i don't know if it's like pressure i mean it, i've always tried to keep it fun as well i think like tim's saying, like we're only like we're, we're enjoying we're doing it because we enjoy doing it yeah and like we i started not like there was no expectation like it was literally like let's just make make something learn about minting and have fun with it kind of thing so like the fact that it's like successful it's just like it's crazy it just doesn't feel real still um and then mingo i guess i did feel like a bit of pressure like putting it out just the, the way i put it out because no one had really done a a large scale drop that was kind of it was a kind of like a make or break approach to it um so i guess there was like pressure there but at yeah, the same time it it's just a bit of fun. yeah like what did you say, Tim? I think the launch and everything felt really good about it. Like you didn't worry about, well, you didn't publicly worry about whether um, you were going to sell out or not, you know? And you did sell a ton on that first shuffle. Like, especially in algo terms, like sold a ton. Um, and it was very successful, I think. Yeah, and, and retrospect, a lot of, and I, everything's retrospect, but a lot of people... I think if you did Mingos today, it would have sell it in a second. I mean, I think it would just sell it right away. But the same, just because, just with people understanding the market and whatnot, is just, I, I was brand new. Like, Mingos was the first thing I ever saw. And I was like, what's going on here? And I just, I 
luckily aped into it. I'm very glad I did. But um, yeah, the fact that there was some left over, I'm appreciative of because there was the airdrop and the the uh, holder. I didn't shuffle. get either of those. Me neither. I was so salty. I was about <laughs> to caveat the appreciation. I'm appreciated <laughs> like I appreciate it as a community, but as an individual, fix whatever it didn't out. choose me. That's yeah, I was like, life. oh, That's did I get? Yeah, I was like, oh, did I get did I get banned? Did my ad just get banned it for nearly, having too it many? It's nearly everyone that got them. Yeah. yeah. Such a travesty. So when I got the I got the airdropped owl, I was like, yes, this is what it's like. Yeah, I was happy that um he was very accommodating to people who forgot to like go into his Discord. I have so much trouble no, doing anything in anybody else's thing. Discord, honestly. But like, I think the hardest thing at the moment is just like engaging people long term like as you're saying like people didn't sign up for hours like he's giving them for free right and all you have to do is yeah. get on discord and like say yeah i can't remember what you had to do like put your address somewhere and it's the same as like shrimp game like no one had to like do anything they didn't have to stake they didn't have to like actively opt in they were already opted in just from holding ling ling zealings and mingo but yeah. we had like 30% of the supply that was already allocated from those holders just never got collected because they don't follow the Twitter feed or they don't follow the, the Discord. So actually having um, holders, even if it's just to pick up something free. Yeah. Like it's quite, like I think that's like one thing for like new creators, especially creators that are like artist first and don't naturally kind of get the social media kind of, marketing side of the whole nft land is like i don't think you can like you can repeat your thing your your launch as many times as possible <laughs> mm. like probably don't annoy people but like if you're launching something in two weeks time let people know like three weeks ago and keep letting people know <laughs> and like keep posting like teaser artwork like I, I enjoy being the exception. I don't mind. I like. Well, I do think keep posting, posting teaser artwork and things like that is also really, really a smart thing. Um, well, you, yeah. you just make something go. By the way, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I have a. I have both rugs and rugs too are the exception to that. But everything else, I think you're absolutely right. Like, even for the lingling drop, you know, I'm posting teaser art for weeks. Um. And I'm not, I'm not saying exactly what I launched, which I think people, new people starting out should, um, but absolutely, teaser art's a really good point. Um, and just like that yeah. basic information of like how big the min is, how, how much. To me, any new creator that wants to get in NFTs, since I think that was the original question, um, mm -hmm. and that was, so I would say the biggest thing you can do is just start talking in a lot of different NFT communities and becoming mm -hmm. engaged and involved in them. And then when you release your own project, everyone in that community is going to be like, oh, this guy that I know from all of these chats is releasing a project. Yeah. And if it's good, then you have traction. You have people joining your Discord or even you can even do a non-Discord. Like not everyone has to have a Discord. It's not, it's really not required. I think everyone goes a bit overboard with the amount of discords. And I get that some people that's really important, but I think if you're not asking for it, you know, if you're not promising a giant, you know, pie in the sky, 
you don't really need the Discord for just basic artsy things. If you want to do that, that's a different kind of project. Yeah, does Elgato have a Discord? I don't think I've seen, like, I'm trying to think of a, Hurley? a project. That's Hurley. Oh, that's Hurley. Yeah. Are yeah. you kidding me? Man, that yeah. guy's great. He's I did OG. not know he did that. He's like the first person I kind of spoke to. He did Algo Bros, right? Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. I did not know he was doing Algados. That's hilarious. That's yeah, awesome. That's his... I'm sure he's in like some of the joint discords, maybe Nifty. He's probably or like launched in Nifty or something. Or not. Yeah. The uh, and I think those joint those, those joint discords those are great because it keeps everything consolidated. But also the way Discord is designed, it can be so overwhelming. You know, like those. That's discords... how I felt joining Discord for anything. Like I <laughs> I tend to stick to only like one or two things. Is how I, I end up doing it. It's like I'll stick to one or two chats in each Discord that I go to. Um, mm. So yeah. That's yeah. why I never see you in the elite, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I click in there, but I don't own one of the top 100. Oh, that's cheating! Yeah, I, I'm just gotta... an admin. <laughs> I'm always like conscious of like how many channels we've got because of this problem, like this kind of like. Yeah, it's really when we have a new channel, are people talking in it? And I almost want to so like, move all the channels people don't talk in somewhere else. But if you have like <laughs> if you have no Mingos, I feel like there's not that many channels. For me, there's a lot of channels, but that's because I have, I mean, not just Mingos, but Linglings and Yieldlings. I have like eight channels that I just get access to because I have the right NFT. Yeah. Maybe like the well, very. What's fun, what's interesting is I think it also, once you're like engaged in a Discord, it's not that big of a deal um, to just find the channels you want and ignore the rest. Um, I'm actually really surprised by, oh, never mind, that's a separate topic. Go ahead. Well, we don't really stay on topic in this podcast. Oh, I was going to say the amount of engagement I have from the uh, Ling Ling workshop. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a lot. That's funny. That's funny. And that was before I, like, we had uh, most of that engagement before I said there were any prizes. So I was really happy with that. And there's some really funny ones. Oh, you didn't didn't check your shrimp eater tag? That's the funniest thing that, like, I guess the that's, outside listen, that like stupid Tim, shrimp eater. Me and Tim tab. working really closely <laughs> together on the stuff, but like, Tim did this competition with the Ling Lings, and he didn't tell me anything about it. I know, this, that's like, so, funny. so, like, <laughs> the uh, that shrimp because I was playing it by ear. I was like, I want to do something, and I know I want to make people do something, uh, like, create something for it. But I have no idea what, and so I'm just not talking to anyone about it until I like start posting about it. I think it was a great way to engage people, and it's new. It's a new way to do it. I think it's awesome. I will complain about the shrimp eater uh, tag, though. That so many people are like, "Hey, I, I verified my linkling, but all I'm getting is this shrimp eater tag." And I'm like, "That's, <laughs> That's not my fault. That's Stitch Fuzz's fault." No, I blame I blame you completely. <laughs> like you're a shrimp I eater. You I, turn, like... I, I know, I know. You're you're all right. <laughs> I'm wrong in this, but I'm going to vehemently refuse to change it for at least another week. Um, now, the whole thing with that was uh, I actually didn't know we weren't uh, revealing holder rooms yet and, and the Verify channel. So when I got my Verify stuff, I saw all of the channels still. And so Stitch Bob had his Verify channels for Yielding and uh, Stitch had his field of Verify for Yielding and Mingo. But I didn't realize they weren't public yet. So I made the, the Lingling one public and had a role set up for it. 
And so that's why Lingling owners channel showed up first and why Shrimp Eater exists. It's because I named it before the other ones existed or I would have uh, probably just copied that. No, I think Whoops. it's fun. It's just, it's funny how people like with the shrimp game, they're like, well, how many of my shrimps can I send in? And I'm like, well, you should only have one or two or three. And they're like, well, I have 56. I'm like, well, not those shrimp. It's this different shrimp. Yeah. And you should be a shrimp eater because. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's on us. Whoops. <laughs> right, we could have called them prawns or something. <laughs> prawns. Prawn games. I think it was, yeah. I think it was important to call it shrimp game because it's, if it was prawn game, it's I wouldn't realize it was supposed to be like squid game. It's the lore of um, feeding off birds as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, I, I think I think it's fine. It's just it's more of the people people like me. I go to Discord and I just ask. Well, it also you wouldn't have had to send them in if we did it right. <laughs> that's that's on us for for not. Yeah, getting the that whole in. thing was supposed yeah. to be like the user had to do nothing because that's like the only thing that you can kind of rely on is like. You know, people can follow if they want, or they don't have to follow if they don't want. And we were going to kind of use clawback to control. Yeah, and that would let it so that while the game was going on, people who survived can sell their shrimp. Also the, important, yeah. For season yeah. two, y'all should just have NFTs that are just black backgrounds, and it just says, this is shrimp number three. <laughs> this is shrimp number we, That's a super low straight, the <laughs> lowest trait. It's like this is what you guys get for keeping all these shrimps, <laughs> and they have clawback. We'll have, we'll have rarity on them too. Yeah i I hope that I hope I hope it still works out the way y'all want it to, where the whoever wins at the end gets this like super rare number rank number one, you know. But yeah, I mean it's getting there already. Like with the two dead shrimp that we've given back, I think they're like top of the the rarity. Yeah, oh, the dead ones are still yeah. a part of the same collection. Yep. Yeah, they go back. Oh. They get min they get minted on the same wallet. So gotcha. Yeah, that okay. That's awesome, man. So these other ones, yeah, I think we should just not ever even acknowledge the ones that we're supposed to be sent back in, and where like if someone's like, "What's up with this?" I'm gonna be like, "Doesn't even I don't even know what that is." But yeah. I yeah, I know what the dead ones are. Anyway, <laughs> um, so as far as so when I try to think about moving out of this whole discord thing which i think we can all agree is a little discombobulated at times and overwhelming which is two things you don't want together do you where do you see us where do you think like if everybody gets separate websites i feel like that's going to even be it's going to be even harder to kind of promote i don't you know, i don't know that there's a better option than discord i think yeah besides, like, I think also we're always gonna have website. it right? yeah it's that's the social channel it exists it's already created all these great features like it can be annoying and overwhelming and doesn't do everything you want, but I don't but know I that think we'll going to websites helps. Yeah, but I somebody... just don't think we'll be, because at the moment, like people enter a shuffle and they forget because there's like 10 a week or something. They'll forget <laughs> which ones they entered and which ones are finishing when. So that part of it, I think, will disappear. Like the actual using the Discord as the sign up and the distribution, because you're also locking a lot of potential buyers out by burying it in Discord channels, because there's a bunch of people probably on Twitter or like Reddit that maybe be interested in buying NFTs, but they don't have Discord or they're not. Yeah, I think that's what's going to be the world point is like we're missing out on potential community members because people don't want to be on Discord. Or they yeah, don't it's, it's they don't insane. see how Discord how it could be you know feasible. 
So I, I mean, what if I you... just kind of wish that there was a way to like link the general chat in Telegram to the general chat in Discord, so you could have either one. But if you wanted an owner room, you were in Discord. I'd be shocked. Separate wish, but kind of cool. Yeah. Well, do you think somebody... I like the all-in-one in Telegram? That was really nice. Do you think somebody back and be like five hundred messages? That's my problem with Telegram. I scroll through all of this and I'm like, okay, what have I missed? And there's but no real. That was real... kind of fun. <laughs> I don't That's, think yeah, I, I can't I read the... I think a lot of people missed the Telegram because it was just like just one place to go, and one it was place, really funny. Like a big feed, and like you had all these like cross-channel conversations. Like, so we would have like really like in-depth dev talk stuff like happen because we had like. Tabasso and like you, you'd have all these different kind of personalities like joining in and it just like allowed anyone to kind of hop in and just start a conversation and then it would just like completely diverge to something like random and it would just turn into like a tip war or something so it was kind of like yeah. a lot of fun in that sense and like the conversations just sort of flowed a bit more natural whereas I think on discord because everything is kind of like separated into different channels you feel like you have to talk about a certain thing in a certain channel, whereas that doesn't, that never happens anyway. Like I think we were using the meme room to talk about like something serious the other day. Yeah. It's just kind of like, it's more disjointed. So it's less likely that you'll have all the people who are going to continue that conversation in the same place. Like I said, I only check, you know, one or two chats. So you have some people who only check, you know, Mingo chat, they don't go back to general, you know, and then you don't have that conversation. Something, something weird I've noticed on Discord that happens to me is I'll have four different conversations with the same group of people in four different channels. Do you ever do that? Yeah, I, like, I, end up, I do that sometimes as well. <laughs> you, you realize you're talking to the same person, but you both are switching sometimes and entire you, discords to talk to them. <laughs> the other thing is like sorting the, the I don't know what you called the, um, the sidebar where you've got all the different servers. Yeah. You, you always like, there's like, the further down I go that I haven't checked on some of these in so long, which I feel terrible about because some of them are like communities that I would like to be kind of more present in. Yeah. But just like, because I've got like 45 different NFT channels. It's I'm so like, many. That's I, just, I... I really want to, I want to get a soul pod. Like I think the artwork's beautiful, but I keep on missing their shuffles and stuff because it's just another project that I wish I was like involved with, but just miss or kind of never kind of get the right timing. That's why it feels like to me, like I, we can't be stuck with discord forever. I think somebody's going to eventually come along and is like, Hey, I've figured out how to do the metaverse before the metaverse. And we can all kind of hang out in the same area. It's just not. All right. Here's my, here's my controversy. Who, what, and who cares about the metaverse? Like, is it just the 3D space that you have to wear goggles for or use a Mozilla browser app thing for? Like, everyone says metaverse, and I'm like, okay, cool, and not off. Like, that's probably not the right thing to say. <laughs> it's like saying you don't want to be decentralized in crypto or something. Well, <laughs> please, uh, I think please we found out. Me. We found out the last few weeks people really don't want to be decentralized. But yeah, I've seen that a lot. That's They're like, exposed. oh no, someone let someone let me die on Smilecoin. Like, yeah, well, it's like, that's who, kind of who what do I blame for. for this? Right. 
Yeah. First of all, a great point. Everybody's like, I just like, want you to convince me on the metaverse. That's all. Well, I'm not going to convince you on like, the metaverse. I think it's, I think it's sorry. a VR centric thing. That's not going to happen. I don't, I think VR isn't going to be as successful as it thinks it's going to be. I want to hear what's the chest to say here. Well, on the metaverse and like running around with 3d avatars and stuff. Yeah. I guess that the, the main like problem that I have with it right now is that we basically have that already through Grand Theft Auto or Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> We've got like beautiful 3D worlds where you can buy custom avatars and like do all that kind of stuff. Just not in crypto world. Like they haven't connected with the crypto world yet. Um, and I, I do love those games and those experiences and hanging out with friends in them. So I, I just, yeah, I guess I don't quite understand like what the metaverse does on top of that. Yeah. Or not what I've seen anyway. Um, yeah. I and, like the idea. I, I, it makes me think of, um, go ahead. Have you played with like VR chat, which is like a kind of open world VR. It's pretty much like what people imagine the, the metaverse might look like. It's like, you can get no, dressed I up haven't. in a, you can yeah. get dressed I, you can get dressed up as like an avatar and everyone's like wandering around talking to each other and i can hate it man. I can, <laughs> <laughs> you want so like that's how i am at like parties for like random parties with a lot of people i don't know like i want an activity or a task to do so like playing a game together absolutely 100 percent in and i'll love it and i'll chat you up all day just what that yeah this, what you just described yeah i'm not that's not me <laughs> Yeah, if you just like throw a bunch of strangers into like a 3D world and all they've got to do is talk with each other, you just get put with like people that you hate. Like, <laughs> just yeah, like, look at us. Look how much we hate each other right now. It, it would be like this, but like you're dressed up as a 3D prawn. Someone, <laughs> someone else is like a donkey, like a miniature donkey. Yeah. And you're I like, you're think... dancing around, like showing me your emoji that you just purchased or something. I don't know. Yeah, I do think the 3D avatars are kind of neat. Um, well, what if what if in this metaverse, though, you could sit down and you're like at a party and you could play, you know, they have some sort of. I yeah, I mean, like mixed with games. Right. I think that's like different. Like if, if it was like yeah. a poker world and we could all just like hang out and play poker and it kind of incorporated our NFT artwork in the same way that we use a profile picture on Twitter. I think that's like suddenly you have a function for that world. And I'm sure that's where it will eventually get to, whereas it will be um, like kind of interesting social spaces where you can kind of have a games night. Yes, let's see, that's what it makes me think of is like uh, the book Ready Player One, where like you live in a shitty trailer and you put on your VR goggles and you're in a basic lobby and the lobby's gigantic, but that's where you go to like, go play games or do some tutoring or like do anything else that's not in your trailer. <laughs> um, and th that's, if that's what we're saying is, you know, the one day metaverse and sure, I, I get that. I think we're pretty far off to have that kind of integration, but maybe it's closer than I think. No. And when I was talking about the metaverse, I was just saying whatever I assume, like that seems what everybody thinks in the NFT space is where we're going. In my dream world, everything is AR, and I look around my house, and I can see 
for some re- somehow, some way, I can see that there's a shuffle tomorrow, or that there's a chat going on that I want us to get into, and it's all kind of in my glasses, but I'm not leaving reality. I see Google Glass was before its time, but then the project died because yeah. of reasons. Then you could have your like artwork hanging up on your. Yeah, or like you. Yeah, like, you just have a, just wear a white T-shirt, and then we I just somehow have, we have to, to paint the whole house white, like everything. Yeah, white. a bunch of blank frames. <laughs> Well, hopefully it'd be smarter to where it doesn't matter what the color is it's in the like background. It can just figure it QR out. QR codes everywhere. <laughs> QR code. <laughs> yeah. you, wh- whoever invented the QR code, like they invented it like, I think it was like early 2000s, late 90s or something like that. And it was almost like a dumb thing. And then COVID happened and it basically blew up because of restaurants, I feel like. QR codes existed for... 1984. That's the thing. But there I've, you go. I've seen it used far before <laughs> COVID. But that's but it wasn't. I, but it wasn't I, like a. If I saw a QR code, I was like, "This is dumb." It wasn't like, "Okay, I need to use this to." I've order never my scanned phone. one. I don't think in real life. Like, I've, really, I've done it for a while. Well, so so part of it as I've used them for years in um, testing airport software because you have barcodes, and QR codes is one of the types of barcodes. Um, and that's something I used to do. Uh, but also when I see them, you know, most cameras can read a QR code. So I just check it out usually. I don't know. I'm clearly the exception. You're definitely you're, the exception. So if you see a QR code, you're like quite curious and you whip out your no. phone. No, no, no. And no. Get, no. And not any it. QR code. Come on. I'm not just losing. I'm going to sneak into Tim's ho- hometown Tim's. and just put these QR codes everywhere. So he's just <laughs> like, i got to scan these. What's going on? It's going to be the fake Myalgo wallet. But like when you scan a QR code, mostly it's not, you don't get like a 3D thing like hop no. out. No. no. Like well, they, they use them, we use them here for restaurants so that people don't have paper menus. And so it yeah. just gives you a web link and you follow the web link. But they do make, like I've seen before where they make these advertisement posters and you scan the QR code and it makes an animation out of the poster in your phone. Yeah, and I, that that's what made me think that AR would be a big deal because if I don't have to whip out my phone and look at my screen to do it, it just is in my glasses. That would be way different, yeah. you know. It's popping out at you. It's funny because there's like because AR has been around quite a long time now as well, right? Like, yeah. <clears throat> just but, not. I think I don't think in like actual usable form. Yeah. But like in terms exactly like like when you use it through your phone and you're kind of like looking around an object. It's almost like it would be, I don't know if I'm the same as everyone else, but some people probably love it and think it's awesome. I'm almost just as happy on a desktop screen, like looking at a 3D object and manipulating it rather than like physically moving around it and having to look. I, I think I would rather just have the, so they have um, VR goggles and gear that you can wear that has like external cameras to where you can be using them as AR. And I think that would be the best case scenario for AR. Um, But that's very limited use case because you're wearing basic headgear. Yeah, I think Google Glass is more- I'm quite a big VR nerd as well. Like I got the Oculus dev kit like six or seven years ago, whenever that came out. And I've had a VR headset for the past five or six years. And I love love VR gaming, I think it's great. But Stitch, think about if you, like let's like, this is how, because I've thought about AR way more than I would like to admit. I just sit in my room and stare at the wall and think about it. Like, you don't actually use it. You just think about it. Yeah, no, you're, you're, I don't you've have. Got, 
AAR. <laughs> no, because what AR is right now, I think, is disappointing, and I'm waiting for it to be what it could be, which is my imagination. I think Microsoft's there. like concept of like their AR table is pretty cool. I don't know how that actually ended up. Probably well, think, too expensive. Think of it like on AR, like this keyboard could come up in front of you. That's all, you know, virtual. I like tactile keyboard, but I do appreciate that. Yeah. What does it mean, tactile keyboard? I mean, a keyboard I can click with my finger. Well, you can just get an old keyboard and just pretend you click on that, and the AR will put it over. <laughs> and you can. Anyway, I'm just kidding. I'm going to have uh, an AR keyboard with another keyboard over it. But think just about, so I can like, feel like click. If I was working at my desk in my bedroom, which is where my desk is right now, and I'm, I threw this AR virtual world or whatever, it just puts three screens in front of me. And that's and that's my the screens are there while I'm using them to do whatever I'm doing. And then as soon as I'm done, you know, it goes away. And then I can pull it back up in my living room and I can put up three screens in my living room and I can work on my stuff. Or I can go outside and there's just three screens like in front of me in in you know space, whatever that I can work on. You know, your screens, you could have that same screen, you could just put it wherever you want, and it would kind of make TVs and monitors obsolete. Because they would look the same thing. You wouldn't if, if AR is as good as it could be. You wouldn't know the difference. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, if it gets to that point, that way you can like not tell the difference between like a high res screen that we have now and, and then, like an AR version of that. Like it's as like the clarity's there. Like it feels as solid. I guess like every version of it so far, like it, you kind of get this like translucent. It's just all a little campy right now. We definitely need a lot of advancements, but luckily we have you guys who can take something in three months and just make it unbelievable. You've heard it here first. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Do you guys have anything that you want to plug before we bounce out here? About cheese. Do you want to plug your rug project, Tim? Yeah, I think uh, actually all cheese should be shredded and grated cheese is is, uh, the kind of cheese that's going to rug you. You pay for it, but then you don't use it. Thank you for those closing uh-huh. words, Tim. Stitch, what do you got? You got anything else for us? What's going on? Uh, <laughs> Apparently, we're doing sign-offs. We have the Shrimp Game Round 3 event happening this weekend. Also, seems to coincide with Christmas. So, oh. for Christmas, we are going to play, I believe it's Tug of War, is the next step. Um, so, we'll see how that goes. There will be about 50% of the people... In the game. I, I've got two shrimp left. I'm counting on my two shrimp turning into grated cheese. I'm counting on my two shrimp dying. I'm not yeah, gonna I think we're going to have fun in January thinking of how we can get people to interact for some of the later games. Yeah, I think this will be the, like once we've done this, it's like down to like 70 left, which gets to the point where it's like we can almost count on people. Almost becomes manageable. Yeah. Almost becomes manageable. Yeah. Yeah, I was telling Tim, I mean, I was telling Stitch that I was looking forward to the final rounds and really it being more interactive. I think it's going to be really, I think it's going to be awesome. I guess I would just say, if you own a Ling Ling, check out the owner's chat. We're doing a workshop right now, kind of an arts and crafts wine and dine night for the whole week. Um, Come on in. Wine and dine? I mean, you can drink wine while you do it. I'm not stopping anybody. (laughs) All right, guys. Those Stitch, those Tim. Thanks so much for coming on today, guys. And uh, see you in the Discord. Cheers. Yep. Later.
It's like a veggie lasagna that comes in the freezer. It's actually pretty good. Is it's it, veggie. Is it veggie? Or no. It's, just like a, it's, it's real just, cheese, just, though? Yeah, I mean, it's not fake cheese. My wife I'm eats not, a lot of fake cheese. Uh, my wife has that as well. It's something that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, we're not vegetarian. We just tend to eat more vegetables than meat every day. We have a, so I don't, I like, I love almond milk. I think it's better than real, like normal milk, but some of this fake cheese, like I'll try and put it on a burger and it never melts. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not resistant. Yeah. The chow cheese is pretty good about melting for burgers. I've never like had chow cheese. C-H-A-O. That one it, I've had good luck with. And is my it Trader Joe's? No, it's, it's, that's the brand is chow. I don't I get it at Trader Joe's. I think I get it at like. I don't know, Safeway or something. Oh, wow. Whatever. Um, well, but, here our Safeway is Tom Thumb, and they don't have any of the fake yeah, stuff. Yeah, whatever hoity-toity place that has some alternative stuff probably has it, or you can get it online. But I'm going to look into it. It's, it's okay. They have shredded cheese, too, which is nice. Um, you call it shredded cheese. It's labeled shredded cheese. Why would I not call it that? What do you? Why would it? you? Why would it not be called shredded it's called, cheese? It's grated cheese, guys. Grated. No, there's there's grated cheese and then there's shredded cheese. Like Parmesan is grated cheese. Well, if you think about a grate or things being grated, I feel like it's yeah. like things that are shredded are typically malleable, you know, or malleable, I guess, you know, where they can. But grated things are things that are harder. So I don't think you would call shredded cheese grated cheese, you know? I mean, clearly some people do. <laughs> but I don't think you would. I, think this is I like would not because it's not, on, it's not labeled that way. I would call it grated cheese if that was a label. But like I have a cheese not, grater. But I don't think exactly. we even have a thing called shredded cheese here. Well, <laughs> to be fair, I'm not like getting bear claws out and shredding it. I'm like using. I'm gonna show you what we have. It's like like a grated cheddar. Oh, I'm really. Can you show us in the Zoom? Well, I guess I'm not. I bet it's the video. just shredded cheese. I can do it in the Discord, and I want to know if this is. Wait, where did you, you send? Where did you send this? I'm, I'm gonna send it in the Discord. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean it's just shredded cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly why is y'all's cheddar cheese so doesn't look right light colored it's like well cheddar in general is is white do, or do we dye it we don't dye it it's just ha got additives it's it's not right that it's orange i'll tell you that <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um like i like sharp well actually i know i've had wisconsin cheddar and that's very light so maybe you're probably right i've done like i've been on this like charcuterie kick lately which there you go let me let me just take a screenshot here for you you're just gonna prove that shredded. No, no. I just want. I just want you to know how right I am. <laughs> he, he's screen shooting. There's no screen shooting in this podcast. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave all this in there too. People are. Just this is really to, exciting stuff. That's have happening. to sit through this whole discussion yeah, about got, cheese. We've got Fiesta blend. It's all shredded variety. Finely shredded, even. Fiesta blend that looks good. We have looks a full good. category. I would slap some of that Fiesta blend on some chips I need and just to put find it in the out. microwave. I need to find out if I type grated cheese in here, if it's gonna work. 
there's got to be a fundamental difference between it, grated cheese it gives and, you, and it gives you parmesan cheese. so i oh, think your goodness. your call on the uh difference for americans is correct uh-oh <laughs> uh all right that was a good conversation about cheese i'm gonna i'm gonna cut that up and we're gonna get it's gonna be a good intro <laughs> um